Saying yourself can be one of the hardest things to do, but at the same time, it can also be one of the greatest pathways to healing oneself. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Rashida Nicole podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome and thank you for tuning in. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back and thank you so, so much for continuing to follow my podcast. Today's podcast is going to be about seeing yourself. A lot has gone on since the new year started, and I thought this would be a great topic to discuss as I have recently been put into a situation where I was forced to see myself. So without further ado, let's hop right on into the podcast. Let me start off by saying this new year was not playing with me. It was not a joke. It has not been a joke. It kicked off with me making some major decisions that forced me to confront many of my fears. Um, I had to make a major leap. And again, I will discuss that in a later podcast because that's something I would prefer to discuss later on down the road. But that leap alone brought up so many fears around my capability of getting things done. You know, who was I? Who am I? Can I do what is being asked of me? Just every fear that I could think of to come up, it was coming up and it was trying to move me in a direction, in the opposite direction of moving forward with the leap that was being called or the leap that I was being called to make. And then not only that, while in the midst of all of this, I also was forced to let go of an eight-year friendship that was no longer no longer serving me. And that in and of itself was a feat. When I started on this, when this started happening to me, I actually went on a four-day sabbatical, and during that time, I basically shut off my phone. I took a break from social media. I didn't talk to anyone, y'all. It was just me, spirit, and my kids um, because, of course, I could not get around the motherly duties. So it was just me, and I really had to sit down and and confront myself and to look at what was causing disharmony in this moment within me. And it was really tough. The fears that were coming up because of the leap, I, of course, had chosen to make the leap and literally was shaking down, shaking in my boots because I didn't know if I'd made the right decision. I wasn't sure how things were going to play out. There's There was no surety in anything in the choice that I had just made, in the leap that I just made. So with that, it was kind of like, okay, so how are we moving forward? You know, what am I doing and am I going to let this fear drive me? And then on top of that, with the choice to release this friendship that I had been in for eight years, it was a guy and um, we had met when I was in a relationship and of course nothing ever became of it because of course I've always been respectful of my relationship however once I was no longer in that relationship me and this person began to engage a little bit differently and um 
things were said and a lot of things happened, which ultimately led me to now making this decision of leaving this person or letting this person go. Um, in the decision, I was confronted with, I was confronted with the things that I on the surface was not seeing about myself. This person exhibited fear of commitment. Now, a lot of people experience this and we all think that it's never going to be us. And same, I was the same. There was no difference. I never thought that I had a fear of commitment, but when I was forced to face the situation and what was happening and my reasons to needing to for needing to leave it alone, it brought me to the fact that I too was that person in the sense of I also was afraid of commitment. Um, I did not see a healthy, happy marriage growing up with my parents. They argued a lot, you know, amongst themselves. They fought a lot and it was just not a healthy situation. So when they divorced, it taught me that relationships were not healthy. They were unstable. They were unpredictable. And commitment was something that I needed to avoid. Now, consciously, I'm thinking, hey, I want to be married and I want to head down this road and find my forever person. But subconsciously, it was like, nah, but you have an issue with commitment. You know, whenever he and I would have a problem or whenever he would try to get too close, I would run. I would literally not answer his calls for a couple of days. I would like take a break or um, if I felt like my feelings were too strong, I would pause. I would press the pause button and come back in a month or so. Now, I know that this is toxic toxic um toxic behavior but at the time I was not seeing it as such again I I couldn't see myself so moving forward we would also go on to have issues and problems and I would again shut down and this person would make reference to my shutting down and to me again disappearing when we would have issues. And I'd always and I would always refute what this person was saying. Like, no, 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 that's not me. I don't do that. But when I had the opportunity to really sit with myself and I was in a place where there was no television, no nothing, again, it was like, Yeah, this is you. This is what you do. Why do I do this? Because since I was a kid, I'd been chasing the approval of my mother and her family. I had been chasing the desire to be heard and in not being heard and then being sometimes emotionally abused by them. It taught me to shut down and my feelings did not matter. So that also played out in my previous relationship where when I would say my feelings on certain things or I would have an issue with something this particular person my ex um would say to me you know hey you know this is not me I'm not the issue you are the issue or um make me think I was crazy just all I refute what I was saying so again that taught me again or it was backing the, what I already felt which was I am not heard and it's better for me to walk away and not say something than to utilize my voice and to risk being hurt when this person does not acknowledge my feelings. So that was an issue. And then on top of that, I was really disappointed when I saw 
that the very thing I had been preaching to other young ladies, I was practicing. This guy that I've been talking to for um, now, um, going into three years um, of the eight, uh, the I'm going to say the last three years of the eight, would tell me things and his words would not meet his actions. Like he would say things like, oh, we're not, we're more than friends. And yet would make no move to not be more than a friend. He would try to be sexual with me, but yet he did not want anything else. But everything that he was saying did not support his actions. So when I really looked at it, it was like, am I one of those girls who is hearing his words, but not looking at his actions? My father taught me as a young child that a man who has intentions for you, you're not going to have to do anything. He's going to do the work. If he wants you, he's going to pursue you. He's going to get you. You're never going to have to question that. And if you do, you need to move away from that situation. But me, again, chasing approval and a desire to be chosen and to be seen by certain members in my family, I began to exude that same quality in this particular relationship. And I would listen more to his words than his actions, hoping that one day his actions would meet his words. And of course, they never did. And eventually it wound up just coming out that friendship was all that was desired. And it was at that point that I had to make the conscious choice to walk away and again to see myself. The very thing that I had been telling young ladies that were coming to me, which was to follow a man's actions, not his words. I was doing the very, I was doing the exact thing that they were doing. I was not honoring the words that I was putting out or teaching them, but instead doing the exact opposite and that of what they were doing. And then I would wonder why I would get upset when they would do it. It's like, yo, why do you choose this? Why are you choosing to deal with a person who is telling you one thing, but doing another? And in that moment, I realized that they were my reflection. And also in that moment, I also began to realize that the other thing that I've been saying so long was true as well, is that the healer is also the student. The healer teaches from experience. So what they were experiencing, I was experiencing, but I was telling them to do something that I was not doing. And it wasn't until the moment to really look at myself and sit down with myself because of course now I'm in a crisis and I'm trying to find a way out is when I truly saw what was actually going on and I was so disappointed in myself but the healer in me also understood that I had to show myself grace whenever you're going through something or you see yourself and um or you notice that a certain situation that's happening is reflecting you it's reflecting parts of yourself um, that maybe you don't like. Show yourself grace. Don't beat yourself up about it. Give yourself grace in the same way that you would give other people that are around you. Grace. You don't know and you can't do better until you see, which is why being with yourself and seeing yourself is an important element when it comes to healing. You cannot heal what you don't know. You cannot heal what you cannot see. It's there.
So taking time to always reflect whenever situations and things arise instead of rushing to blame the other person, which is what we oftentimes do, or rushing to blame the situation or even God for what has happened to you. Sit down and really look at yourself. Ask yourself, how is this a match to me? How is this reflecting me back to me? Because there's not a situation that we draw that is not us. You will always draw whatever you are energetically a match for. You cannot draw something that you are not energetically a match for. So anything that is happening in your life, you are a match for it. And that means that if something is happening that you don't like, then you need to take a pause and really see yourself. What aspect of me is this showing to me? What aspect of me is this? What side of myself am I not am I shunning or not looking at that this situation or this person is reflecting back to me? And then move from there and either you can choose to heal it or you can choose to not. That's totally up to you. But you get a better result when you choose to deal with it and face it head on and heal it. But, you know, during this process, y'all, spirit was with me the whole way in seeing myself. So for those of you who are religious or spiritual and have a high and believe in a higher power, look to spirit when you're faced with situations like this. When you're faced with hard situations that are forcing you to get quiet and just be with yourself and to see yourself. Spirit literally was walked me through all of it. The whole way I had a place to cry, I cried all my tears. And through those tears, I was able to put the parts of myself back together. You know, spirit was my shoulder to lean on. Spirit was my safe place to lay my burdens during at this point in time. I wasn't talking to any friends. I wasn't talking to family. So me and spirit, that was it. And I am so grateful that I was allowed the opportunity to really see myself in that moment and to open my heart up to the parts of me that needed to be healed, the parts of me that needed a little bit of work and some loving and tender care. You know, it gave me the opportunity to not only see myself but to grow more into the fullness that is me. It gave me the opportunity to heal something that would yield better fruits once it was healed inside of me. Um, I'm always looking for I'm always looking for opportunities to see myself and to heal myself. I used to be so scared of them, but now it's like I embrace them because I recognize, excuse me, I recognize them for what they are, an opportunity to evolve and to grow. And anything that I can do to go into the person that I was designed to be, I'm all for. I want the clarity. You know, I want the growth. I want the evolvement. I don't want to be the same person that I was last year. And in order to be a different person, in order to be the person that you want to be, you have to see yourself. You have to see yourself and you have to be downright honest with yourself. You have to be ready to Look you square in the eyes and say, okay, this is what's truth about me. This is what I need to work on. This is what I don't like. And this is what needs changing. And honor that. And all the things that you do, seek to understand yourself first. Everything that happens to us in life is a direct result of what's already existing inside of us. We cannot see a change in our environment, the people that we attract, our ability to be successful, and so much more until we fully see ourselves.
We are the thing that is at the center of everything that happens in our lives. You are the thing. I'm going to say that again. You are the thing that is at the center of everything that happens in your life. This means that anything that happens to you starts and ends with you. God is not to blame. Other people are not to blame. You are because you are a match for whatever is happening to you. The beliefs and perspectives that you hold about yourself will draw situations to you that are not pleasant. Um, if you believe you can't draw a good mate, you that's going to be what's presented to you. You're going to draw a bunch of people who are not good for you. If you believe that people lie to you all the time, that's what you're going to draw. People who lie to you. And then in the same thing, if you lie to yourself... Again, you're going to draw people who lie to you. So the best thing you can do is to exercise your free will and choose to see the parts of yourself that need healing or that need work and work on those parts and then get real about what you want for yourself. You have the free will to choose what you want and what you believe about yourself in every moment. There's nobody else that can do this but you. Your reality cannot change until you change you. So in these moments and in these times, if seeing yourself or being a better you is what's important to you, ask spirit to help you. You know, ask spirit to help you to see yourself and then you really make the effort to do so. I promise, promise, promise that a change will come after you do the work. It came for me, it came for other people in my circle, and I know it can come for you. So on that note, I have this prayer that I would like for everybody that's listening to this that desires to see themselves to say with me. And it goes a little like this. Divine Spirit, open my eyes and help me to see myself. Open my eyes to the truth of me so that I might heal all of the things that are broken inside of me. Give me the courage to face and heal the things that no longer serve me. Give me the strength to release all that needs to be released, whether that be people or perspectives, situations, and past experiences. Create in me a forgiving heart so that I might forgive myself and others. Help me to be the me that I was designed to be so that I might walk fully in my purpose and reap the abundance that was promised to me at birth. Amen. Just like that. And after you say this prayer, watch how God, Spirit, the universe, whatever you believe in, opens the doors for you to be able to see yourself, opens the doors for growth and involvement, and then watch how your life changes. It's going to be so beautiful. I promise. All right. Well, I'll end this podcast here. If you've listened up until this point, thank you so, so much for continuing to tune in. And as always, if you're interested in any of my services that I render, please go and check me out at www.heartofamedicinewoman.com. And all of my services are there. I do offer coaching services. I do do natal chart readings. I do regular readings, um, tarot readings. And then I also have a special project that I offer to those who are interested, which is a paint and heal with me services. So it's basically where you get to sit down with me and we get to select a word um, and we paint and we heal together based off that word. 
And I, it is such a beautiful experience. I promise that you're going to love it. But yes, definitely go and check that out um, on my website. Also follow me on Instagram at at Rashina Nicole. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Again, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And until next time on the Rashina Nicole podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe, comment, rate me, like this, and also share it with your friends. Catch you guys next time on the Rashida Nicole podcast.